Weepa team is proud to bring you Weepa Waves, the sound waves of your career. And the F words, the taboo stops here. Let's tackle the tough issues together. Hi, my name is Lindsay Rainwater. I am the founder and CEO of the Women in Fitness Association. We believe that storytelling has a magical way of connecting us all. We give a voice to tough topics and break down any fear of being alone. Weefa Waves is the podcast devoted to the sound waves of your career, giving voice to our global community. Please also enjoy our newest addition to our podcast family, F-Words. We highlight the taboo topics and feature words like fertility, finance, facelift, and fillers. We're going to break down any tough issues that we might face together. Enjoy today's episode of Weefa Waves and F-Words. On today's episode of WIFA Waves, we are incredibly fortunate to have Miss Jasmine Caviazzo with us. She is coming to us from Wisconsin, and we are so excited to have her with us. Her origin is from Switzerland, and I want to share a little bit about her. Jasmine is a menstrual cycle coach and personal trainer. She educates, leads, and supports women so they find compassion for their bodies and healthy, sustainable lifestyle that allows them to live and train with their menstrual cycle. Oh my gosh. I I am so happy. I'm going to keep reading, but this is so my jam right now. So I'm so excited with her background as a holistic pharmacy technician from Switzerland and her degree in fitness and recreation management. Collectively, that has created her passion for her business. She has her ACE certification in personal training, group fitness, and sports nutrition, and SCW hormones and metabolism. Jasmine, welcome to WEFA Waves. We're so happy you're here with us today. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here too. Yes. And before we start unpacking a topic that I, I just, in the last year, started training with my cadence of my cycle, and it's been such a game changer for me. And so I'm so excited to unpack this topic for our audience. But first, let's start with your WIFA story. It's a really meaningful way for us to start the podcast. Tell our audience a little bit about your WIFA story. Um, So I heard the first time about WIFA when I was in school and my teacher, Akela Jakey, she is on the board of WIFA and she told me about the Struck Scholar program that was going on. And I was like, I don't even know WIFA. What is, what is this all about? And I started looking up, I started looking up on Instagram and all the social media. I was like, this is amazing. I want to apply for the Struck Scholar program. So I ended up applying and I got in. Yay. <laughs> I was super excited. Um, and just getting to know everyone that was behind WIFA and just the whole mission was so aligned with what I want to do and just connecting with everyone and networking was so important, especially coming from Switzerland mm-hmm. and not really knowing anyone here. So it was so important to build that community, even if it was online, but just knowing people all over the world that do the same things and go through the same challenges was so, so helpful. And that's how I started to learn about WIFA. That's amazing. And for anyone that's not familiar with the Struck Scholar program, 
Um, Amira, who's on the board of directors, is the founder of the Struct app. And it's this really robust app that partners with group fitness instructors, particularly cycle instructors, and it's a technology platform. And she approached WeFa and said, hey, I wanna help college students and we, and help scholarship. And so we launched a pilot scholarship program funded by Struck Club, hence the name Struck Scholars. And Jasmine was one of the recipients of that round of scholarship. So it's really fun to talk to you a year later and hear kind of, you know, the origin of WeFa, but I'm sure as we'll unpack over this interview, kind of how that fundamentally laid out some, some pivotal points in your early career here coming straight out of college. So this is a right. nice conversation. Yeah, no, it was, I mean, it was great having all the mentors available and just asking them questions because they've been doing all these things for so many years and just, you know, just asking the questions that are kind of like weird to ask anyone else or Google doesn't give you the right answers. It's just good to hear it from someone that is in the field and you're like, okay, how, how do I do X, Y, and Z? And just having that resource available to ask questions and get the support too, to just that encouragement, because I mean, in my class, there are so many women as well, but they all have different interests. So having that little community with WIFA and finding someone that is kind of like on the same wavelength, um, was definitely awesome. And then connecting with other college students that were in the scholar program was really nice. Just building friendships and who knows, right? What happens in the future? It's always good to know people. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like that that sweep as magic is the, the resources you get from networking, like the really personal connections. I mean, you can have all of the information at your fingertips, but when you hear somebody else's experience and their story and the way that they really, you know, approach things, it's that that's that's the learning moments. That's the connection piece. That's uh, that's magic. I'm going to rewind a little bit and and talk about uh, your earliest connections. Um, we wanted to know a little bit about your early childhood. And now that I know that you're from a, a small mountain town in Switzerland, which is like my personal um, dream place to go, I, I now have a, like a very vivid image of, uh, of you with the uh, curly hair and pigtails and lovely dresses. So I, you, you can pop that bubble if you want. Anyway, so um, can you talk a little bit about your first memory uh, or what your parents have told you about what you did or how you played when you were little and how that has been a foundation for who you are today? Yeah, so actually it was funny. It was just my birthday last week and I was telling, I was asking my mom this question. I was like, so how was I as a child? Um, and she always said I was really quiet and such a nice girl. And I, I like to sing apparently, <laughs> which is, funny because I never sing anymore unless maybe sometime in the shower if I'm really feeling it um, but I was playing a lot outside obviously because in such a small town you can just basically run around the village and no one really cares because the cars drive slow anyway so for parents it's like great you can just let your kids be outside and you know they're not gonna you know get lost because it it is just such a small place. Um, so I, I, I remember I used to love 
cooking with like plants and dirt and making like soups and <laughs> all these like things <laughs> or like drawing with chalk on the uh, on the ground and driving with my little cars on our driveway and you know it's just like outdoor stuff and my mom always used to say okay we'll eat dinner at six so just be back at six if I run with the neighbor's kids around um, so that was I mean it was great to grow up like that and just have that connection with your neighbor kids and that freedom to just explore the forest around too and build caves and all these things so that was like my memory and I mean with with so much freedom do you think that that played into your confidence to make the kind of move that you did yeah I think so because I mean my parents always made sure that I just always finish my homework first before I had fun and just building that trust that I can com complete things and just have their support no matter what. So when I brought it up that I want to go to America, it was obviously first a little shock to them because they're like, wait, what? <laughs> Where did this come from though? Um, but I had everything researched. I kind of like gave a presentation. Here's what I want to do. Here's what it costs. This is, these are the facts. Yep. And then, I mean, there wasn't really much they could say because I just wanted to do it. And they knew I'm not going to be still unless I end up doing it. Um, a vision, made a plan, made it happen. Right. Yeah. So for them, it was really just more about knowing where I go, but they couldn't really, I mean, they ended up supporting me anyways, but if it would be according to my mom, I would still be in Switzerland close to her, obviously, but here we are now. <laughs> I think I'm going to go visit your mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad she would. I think she would be very happy about that. Hey, Jen, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so Jasmine, as you mentioned, you were one of the struck scholars and that was kind of your, your big introduction to WIFA as you participated in your program in that program what was your favorite part about it what did you enjoy about that program I think it was the networking for sure because I mean I was talking to my teacher Kayla and my other teachers just about you know moving into the fitness field and I was networking with some people around here that are trainers and stuff like that but it was just great to like know more leaders in the in the field. So having those talks, I remember um, Emma Berry, she gave a talk about boutique fitness. And I was just like, these women are all right up my alley. So it was just awesome to connect with them through the program and end up having like more mentors after Struck Club as well, or after Struck Scholars. I find one of the dreamiest things about mentorship is oftentimes that person can kind of paint the sky as to what's possible before you can even realize it. Do you remember having any aha moments in those mentorship relationships? Um, yeah, I remember that was after, um, after Struck Scholar program, I was with Lori Patterson and she I was starting to like lead my own group fitness classes during the summer and just in the park, like just mostly my friends. Um, and she was like, you gotta start charging for this. And, you know, she's 
encouraging me and I was like I don't want to like what do I even ask for like I don't I feel uncomfortable talking about this stuff because I'm like I just want to practice right so I didn't really want to charge anyone especially not my friends but she really encouraged me she's like you know you got to set your worth (laughs) and just kind of she told me about her story in the early beginnings of her career and it was just inspiring to have someone that kept me accountable like you got to do it next time we call I want to hear from you what you did and I was like okay Lori I will do it (laughs) but it was like in a super positive way Positive fear is a good motivator. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that's actually, that must have been the beginning to creating your own business, right? Because you are an entrepreneur now. So can you you tell uh, us the story of kind of creating your brand and creating your business and what what keeps driving you forward? So I feel like with the Struck Scholar program, and then afterwards with the WeFa mentorship program, I just really, and I was working with Amira during the summer as an internship with her app, um, and also with Sarah Cooperman, which was an amazing mentor as well, and just, I suddenly just had the urge to build my own website for some reason, and I, I mean, it was quarantine, right, I didn't really have much to do because school was online, so I started building my website, I was like, okay, what do I even want to, <clears throat> what do I want to do? Because I did have the background as a pharmacy technician from Switzerland. So knowing a lot about herbs and tinctures and vitamins and all this stuff to like help heal the body. Um, and then having my knowledge about fitness and just that awareness about the cycle and how it influences us. And I was like, why do I not just combine those two and just bring it all together? Because I obviously still had this passion for healing like the body in a holistic way, but also train. But that just like brought it all together. Now you started on my website. I started building out a plan, what exactly I want to offer. And then I was working on it basically for like six, seven months. And I remember before I wanted to launch it, I was so afraid. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know what this is going to bring, you know, what, what ends up happening. So I, I remember Lori just saying to like, just put it out there. And my boyfriend too, he's like, you just got to post it and then you'll see (laughs) what happens. So that was kind of like my way of starting this all together because I just wanted to share my knowledge in a way that I could never really share anywhere because it was unique. So I needed to build something for myself. And, And what happened? Like you put it out there. And what happened next? And it, I mean, it wasn't that scary after all. <laughs> the first moment, obviously, when I posted it, I was so nervous. I was sweating. I was shaking. I was like, I don't know what people are going to think. You know, it's always those moments where you're like, are people going to judge me? I'm talking about the menstrual cycle. Like people are, it's still kind of like a taboo. What are people going to think? I had a lot of people unfollow me, which was fine because I was like, those people I'm not serving anyways. Um, but it was that, you know, kind of like a battle too, because I was like, oh, I'm losing followers. <laughs> what? Is it not the right thing? But then I don't know who told me that. I think it was someone from WIFA too. It's just like, just embrace it because those people are not going to be your clients anyways. So, you know, 
be thankful for them for following you. And now you're thankful for the new ones you will gain. Um, yeah, go ahead. And, and just because I think it's a good bridge to, to what Lindsay will probably ask you is, okay, is it not crazy that, you know, more, slightly more than half the world's population is female. And yet talking about more than half the world's population cycle is still taboo. What the actual frick? <laughs> I stayed. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, thank goodness that you have made this your aim and your business to talk about. Cause I mean, specifically with training, but I would love for you to kind of unpack a little bit why this matters, why it's important to consider your cycle and why you ultimately created a whole business around it because of how important it is. Will you unpack that for us a little bit? Yeah. So it kind of came out of my own experience because I remember back when I was working in the pharmacy, I did my final uh, presentation and paper about how my body can change in like three months if I train with a personal trainer and, you know, just the changes I see in before and after pictures. And it was a huge thing, right? I trained like six days a week and I was in the gym and lifting and doing all these things. And I suddenly started to feel all these like kind of like health concerns, but not like it was more like my period was missing one month and it, I just didn't feel good. And it was, I mean, I was overtraining for sure, but at that time I didn't really realize because I had this deadline and it was my final paper. So I got to work hard. Right. I was like, Hmm, interesting. I had like more symptoms with my cycle, but I, I just ignored it because I was like, it is what it is. Right. <laughs> I didn't know much about it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then later on I had like an ovarian cyst I had to remove surgically and it was just all these things. And I was like, okay, what is going on? Like, what is going on with my cycle? And that's how I started to read more into it. And I was taking more herbs from the pharmacy too, to kind of like help my body. I was like, there is really not much out there about the cycle and how training or even under eating and all these things can affect us women so much. And I started learning that our cycle is basically a vital sign on how healthy we are and just all these things that I, it, it just blew my mind because I was like, no one ever told me about this. If I wouldn't have looked it up myself, like my mom didn't know my teachers in school and biology, they didn't tell me about it. Sex education. They just said, here's what happens every month. Here's how you get pregnant. That's about it. But there's like so much more to it. And that's how I really started to read into it. And I started posting more on my social media too. And I started seeing all these women like acting like really surprised too. Like, just like me, really like training can affect your cycle. And I was like, okay, I'm here on the right path because I felt this huge passion for it because I was like, okay, education <laughs> needs to come first. Like we need to educate all the women about their cycle because it's something we live with every month and for so many years too. And I was like, I'm just going to talk about it no matter what, even if some people are maybe uncomfortable <laughs> about it, I don't care. Um, so then I started to work out more with my cycle too, just to see what that's all about, because we basically have four phases in our cycle. We have our menstrual phase, which is obviously when we're bleeding. 
then following we have the follicular phase that comes up to ovulation, then ovulatory phase where the big ovulation happens, right? So the chance of getting pregnant is very high then. And then we have the luteal phase, which is kind of like the more declining phase where all the hormones decline, where maybe PMS symptoms come up and where we feel more tired, maybe food cravings and such come up. And I was looking more into the training and how we can kind of train with those phases. But first we need to track the cycle. And I, I used to track it on like a calendar because my mom told me I should, <laughs> but I never knew why. And now I knew, okay, now I can see how long my cycle is. It's, it's always 32 days or whatever. It changes for every woman, right? So I started working out with my cycle during my menstrual phase. I started to just go slower, maybe do more yoga, just more gentle movement because I was having some cramping and I was just feeling more tired and embracing that rest because that's a huge thing for me, especially coming from overtraining. What is rest? <laughs> I always felt guilty to rest because I was like, I'm going to lose my gains and whatnot. And that's just not the way to train for us women because we need to take that break because otherwise we might miss our period because our hormones are just like, whoa, I'm not going to ovulate if you're all stressed. <laughs> like why, why should we? Um, I'm not trying to bring a baby here in the world, right? If all this stress is going on and yeah, that kind of brought me into like the training with um, my cycle So I, I just adjusted it all and I felt so much better. I felt so much more energy. I um, pushed myself when I was able to push doing like more hit trainings when I was in my follicular and ovulatory phase and then more like rest and just slower movements before my period and during my period. And that I've been working out like that since, I don't know, more than a year now. And it has really changed the way I train and how I feel and how my body feels. And I think we could do just a podcast on, on a uh, training with your cycle and your cycle at different phases of your life. And I think the, the key nugget for me, when I'm listening to you about this <laughs> is, um, is that uh, it's, it's about listening to yourself. It's about understanding the, the um, nuances of, of your body and working with them rather than against them. And because there's not enough education when you're, when you're experiencing your cycle for the first time, unfortunately, it's just about how to manage it and how to hide it. And I think mm -hmm. that's experience for so many, for so many women. And, you know, like it, 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 it is a challenge and sometimes it's messy, but it's just like, it's something that happens, you know, anywhere from three to seven days, once a month. So a big chunk of our life, or sorry, we're always in our cycle, but a big chunk of our life, we're, we're in a, a menstruation, which is the, which is the heaviest expression of our cycle. So I, I just, I think it's really cool that you're, you're talking about it and taking the shame out of it and helping us, um, use it to, to our health and, and our advantage and our deeper knowledge as, as women, because 
you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of deep body knowledge that we access when we, when we start getting curious about our, about our cycle. Um, and, and I, I think that's what you said at the beginning, like the, the biggest indicator of health is your ability to reproduce. And one of the best ways that, that you can ensure that you're healthy is, is by getting in touch and managing those, those reproductive hormones so that they're in op optimal states. So that, that, that's ultimate health. That's not, uh, that's not about how, how you, how you look or how much weight you can lift. That's, uh, right. And I feel like often we only look at our cycle really if we want to get pregnant or if it's not happening, right. Then we're like, Oh, what is going on? I've never really, I don't know what, when is my ovulation? <laughs> you know, it's like, then you focus on it. And for me, it was like, well, I mean, right now I don't want to get pregnant. So technically it's not that important, but just knowing more about it, I'm like, it is important because building all these hormones, like we, if we ovulate, we build progesterone. If we don't ovulate, we don't have progesterone and progesterone is essential too, for our bodies to, you know, it's like the calming hormone to sleep better and just feel more calm, less anxiety. And I just really started to realize that ovulation is important, even if we don't want to get pregnant. So that is just, and I, I see that often with my social media. Now I have a lot of younger women reaching out to me too. that are like, I cannot talk with anyone about this. Like they're in my DMs and just asking me all these questions because they simply don't get the education or they don't have the support system to talk about it. And for me, it's like, I mean, I understand because I mean, my, my mom was very supportive and was always there with an open ear, but she also only knew so much, right? Because the education is just not out there. So I was like, I'm Thank here on the right path. <laughs> I mean, you have a daughter too, right? You, I don't know how old she is, but 14. Yeah. It's like, and if we can already help women from early on live with their cycle and just have that understanding and mm. seeing it as something powerful, less, and uh, not just as like a burden, you know, like, oh, you have your period. It's gross and messy. Like, no, it's, it's not, it's natural. And every woman has it every, every single woman in the world, you know, like that's so many women. Um, so yeah, that, and that's why I also think what I do with my coaching, I really want to create a healthy lifestyle. I'm obviously not treating anything because I'm not a doctor. Right. But, um, I can adjust nutrition, adjust your lifestyle, stress, stress management, workouts, just to flow and live more with your cycle because so many times our society is so like like male dominant I feel like it's always like go 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 and for us women it's just not realistic because sometimes we we feel tired and just want to lay in bed and just knowing what's going on in your body ultimately brings that compassion back to your body hey this right now I'm in my luteal phase my body's naturally more introverted I'm more just turning inwards and kind of resting and preparing for myself for menstruation. And just knowing that is like, Oh, I get it. I get it. Why today I 
don't feel as like energetic or why I cannot push myself in the gym so much because it is that time of the month. And that understanding I think is really, really powerful and can then help with anything in your life. If it's building a business or retraining for a marathon or I don't know anything basically. It, it's, it's self-knowledge and we're, we're also, we're all so unique. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm wondering, cause like the, you, you, you are a woman with a mission at this point in terms of educating people about this. So what, what's your, what's your plan for the next one to three years? Obviously spread the word more and more, um, and help as many women as I can. And I'm really glad that social media exists and that I can help in that way, just educate. And then obviously if, if they want to have more knowledge, I can personally coach them. Mm -hmm. Um, because I also see, I also work as a personal trainer. So I have my own business and train in the gym as well. And I see it often. I mean, even just studying for the personal training exam, there wasn't anything about our hormones and how it affects us. So I was like, that knowledge isn't out there. So just bringing that awareness to the women I train as well, like, Hey, it's okay. If you're, you know, if you want to talk about it, it's fine. And some people, they don't want to talk about it. And I totally understand. It's really whatever you prefer. And it's, if you're ready or not. Um, so definitely just spreading the word. I want to also incorporate more like herbs and tinctures and stuff in my practice that I because I know from the pharmacy background that that can really help, especially if someone has a lot of PMS or other symptoms that just come with the cycle as well. Um, so in, integrating that in my coaching as well, that will be, is like my goal for like the next coming years. <laughs> just how can I incorporate that and how do I navigate that world? I think there's just so many possibilities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jasmine, I'm so curious if for the women listening that the concept of training with their cycle, living to the cadence of their cycle is a brand new concept for them. Are, do you have any tips or tidbits on where they can start? Of course, they can go to your website and start working with you. That's right. a tip. Um, but is there anything <laughs> that they could start doing actively to progress towards this way of being that you're describing so I I always say first start tracking your cycle and I know that's different for especially for women that take hormonal birth control because their hormonal birth control is basically suppressing your normal cycle because then you're not ovulating right because you don't want a baby um or maybe you take hormonal birth birth control for something else but even then like just tracking your cycle and seeing the pattern like how long is your normal cycle are you do you have regular um, cycles every month are they all over the place just seeing more where you're at in that place can really help gain like the first overview of your cycle it's like hey today's my period. And then when is my next period? Just tracking that with, and there's so many millions of apps out there. So it doesn't really matter like which one you use, or if you just use a normal calendar or. Do you have a favorite? Um, app? let me quickly see how it's called. Honestly, I don't, but I use. Cause I know flow, flow app. 
Okay. Is that is that from the book by Alyssa Vitti? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that one sometimes also helps. The MyFlow app is also great because it gives you like little tips, like, hey, you're in your follicular phase now. And then you just see, oh, follicular phase, what does that mean? And the app gives you like little little snippets of like, now focus on, I don't know, more vegetables in your diet or more rest, as I already mentioned, your menstrual phase. So that app is like a great starting point just to see where this, in which phase you are at. And then, um, you know, going from there, just bringing that awareness first to the body. Like, do I have a regular cycle or not? And if not, what can I do? So I feel like that will be a great starting point. Good point. And your, your Instagram is a great place for folks to go to, to learn more about you and learn more about your approach. And why don't you share your Instagram handle? Cause I, you, you've got some great stuff on there, especially about birth control and what it's like coming off of it. If you do. And cause I, that was a whole world for me. I, when I came off birth control for the first time, it was like, I was, I became an adult for the first time. I mean, I really had no, it was so sad to me actually how little I knew about my own um, cycle because so much of my hormones had been suppressed. I literally, it was like, I got took for a really wild ride because it was very different than I had experienced my cycle prior to that. So tell them where they can find you on Instagram. Yeah. So my Instagram is Jasmine underscore Kavietso. Um, my last name is like C-A-V-I-E-Z-L. Um, and yeah, as Lindsay already said, I share a lot of different resources, just bringing the awareness and Hey, here are some foods you can incorporate with your cycle. Here are some tips for, um, handling PMS or some stretches for PMS and, I always try to share resources like that um, for free, obviously, because I want people to know about it as much as possible. And then, yeah, so Instagram is usually the best place to find me, but you can also find me with the same name on Facebook or even on TikTok where I share some funny videos um, all about the cycle as well, just trying to incorporate it in like a funny way to educate people all, all over social media. Very cool. Very cool. Well, this is the time in the interview where we like to transition to a couple of random questions, rapid fire questions. And this month um, at WIFA, we're talking about generating revenue, which obviously you are a business owner. So you know a thing or two about that. So Jen and I are going to sprinkle in a couple of questions about that and maybe a few random ones if we feel like it. So Jen, you want to start us off? Yes. So uh, we we think a, a lot of, uh, just sort of to lay the framework, uh, attitudes about um, money in general have roots in, the, in, in our past. So what were you taught about money growing up by your parents in terms of like advice over saving, investing, debt, earning? Like what, what were the norms you were taught? Um, so my dad always used to say from nothing comes nothing. <laughs> so we got to work to have money. And that, um, I mean, it is true, right? It <laughs> doesn't just work otherwise. Um, so that really kind of shaped 
me when I grew up and when I was in the pharmacy it was an apprenticeship so I already earned some money when I was 16 and that kind of helped me handle money and my dad obviously made me save at least like $50 a month just to have like a little bit of that understanding how I can manage my own uh, finances and that really helped me now in the future where I'm more independent just kind of like okay I need save something now invest something and just navigating through that world um Mm -hmm. but yeah definitely like put in the work and and then earn the earn the money and for me it was like I want to do something that brings me joy because then that way it's way easier yeah joyful money (laughs) love that love that well, this is going to be me sprinkling in something random. Uh, what is your favorite like beauty regimen or beauty practice that you have right now that you do daily? So uh, that was also funny for my mom. She always said, wash your face every night and every morning and put moisturizer. And that was, I, I remember when I was like 10 or something, I did that once when we had a sleepover at school. And then someone was like, what you wash your face and put moisturizer on I'm like my mom told me so so even up today no matter how tired I am at night I always wash my face and then put on my serum and moisturizer and during the day obviously um with the sunscreen as well but that's always the thing morning and evening I like your I like your mom (laughs) And, and we're only going to be listening to the audio version of this, but Jasmine has gorgeous skin. So it's a, it's a, a beauty regime that pays, mm-hmm. pays dividends. Mm-hmm. I, I have two questions. Do I have time for two questions? Yes. We will wrap up with the two. Let's do it. Okay. One question is the, a, a cycle based question and it's a little bit racy. So uh, let's say I'm not a fan of uh, hormone-induced birth control. Can I manage uh, reproduction with without hormones safely by cycle tracking? So you mean in a contraceptive yeah, Like way? I don't want, let's say I don't want to have kids, but I don't want to go on the pill. Okay. I mean, there's some things you can do without hormones. So there's a non-hormone IUD. It's not... I, I, I mean, I always advise everyone to look at the pro and cons of each of those options because it's not for everyone, right? They're also, I mean, condoms, cervical caps, all these like different things that you can do, but there's also um, the a method called FAM. It's fertility mm-hmm. awareness method. And that one, I know that one needs a lot of training to do correctly that you're not getting pregnant, mm-hmm. but it's basically like, tracking your cervical fluid every month, tracking your uh, temperature to see if ovulation occurred and just going with the the signs of your body to see if you're ovulating or not. And then Mm -hmm. according to that, practice safe sex or not. Um, And that is an option. and, And I know there are a lot of people that are certified in teaching that method. I have also a friend, if anyone is interested reach out to me and I can give her information to if that will be an option. Um, but I know it's, that one is really about knowing your body and seeing if you're ovulating or not. And I know a lot of people they're saying it's really successful if you do it 
right of not to either <laughs> conceive or not conceive. <laughs> okay, and then um, do you uh, like when you look at your business? Uh, do you ha how do you how do you identify ways to grow your business or come up with different revenue streams? Like, when's the last time you spent time just brainstorming on business growth for Jasmine? Um, I actually just did that the other day because I was like, okay, I need to figure something out how to just like change my offerings. Like, what are the pos what are the options? I never remember. I joined uh, we've. Uh, uh, presentation it was I don't remember it was Dr. Sana uh -huh. I don't yeah so she gave like this good um, little practice to see okay where can I make money from today is it building an ebook or what kind of skills do I have right now and what can I do with it mm -hmm. so I was just going over that again because I was like okay I need to figure something out because I've so many ideas and it's just like okay what is realistic right now and I just like wrote it all down and then really like looking at every single one and what what it needs what it would have to invest to like make something a real reality or what I can do right now without paying anything <laughs> just implementing it so Perfect. just brainstorming and writing it down and kind of seeing the skills I have and what I want to do with it or what I could do with it that is something that is has stuck with me since that uh, presentation. Really cool. That was an excellent exercise. I remember exactly what you're talking about, Jasmine. And it was, you know, make an inventory of all the things that you can do, your skills that you enjoy right now, and then start to look at ways to align revenue with that. And it's it was a really empowering exercise. So I'm glad yeah. you found use out of that. And just thank you so much for sharing your story. You're doing such important work. I applaud you for, um, there's really, you're in a, a blue ocean in a lot of ways, which is crazy because to Jen's point, uh, half the population, you know, has this occurrence monthly and yet there's just not enough conversation and norms around it. So thank you for the work that you're doing. Thank you for being part of yeah. WeFund folks listening today, please go find Jasmine on her website, but she share, share your website again, share your Instagram again, Jasmine. So my Instagram is Jasmine underscore Kavietzel and my website is jalistic.com. Um, so you can find me there. Otherwise on Facebook, Jasmine Laura Kavietzel. Um, you can always shoot me a DM or a message and, or an email at contact at jalistic.com. And I'm always happy to connect or answer questions or whatever you might be. Um, yeah, thank you so much for having me on the podcast today. It was awesome to talk to you guys and just share a little bit more about what I do and maybe help someone out there <laughs> to understand themselves a little better. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, be well. Thanks everyone for listening today and until next time. WeFA Waves is brought to you by, actually, this is an opportunity. Right now, WeFA Waves is offering commercial spots to your organization. Contact us at askwefa at womenandfitness.org and let's share your platform with our audience.